0: Hi, I'm Phil Ranta, the host of NFT Stories Podcast. Every week, we tell another story from this multi-billion dollar market alongside the artists, collectors, companies, and entrepreneurs that are making it all happen. If we've learned nothing else from the past week in the NFT market, it's all a gamble. Monetary value can come and go in the blink of an ape's eye. For those who are holders for the long term or in it for the utility or community, they may not have noticed, but for those who are hoping to build generational wealth, they're having a very, very bad time. So what better time to talk about how NFTs are used in gambling? But i'm not talking about nft value speculation or am i going to mint a common pfp or a legendary i mean vegas style double down let it ride kind of gambling if you've ever been to las vegas you've surely seen every casino has their own loyalty card the longer you gamble the more likely you are to get a free breakfast or a comped room and it's a great deal for the casino if you drop fifteen hundred dollars playing blackjack they should probably buy you some pancakes. So why not reward NFTs? Create a hierarchy for loyal customers that can rank up based on their spend so they can get the best perks. And is this going to be the norm? Or is this too confusing for the market? David Sun and MC Tang from Luckmon are trying to hit the jackpot in this market. They've already raised $600,000 to rule gambling in the Web3 space. They're exceptionally thoughtful in this space, and for those of you who lost big over the past few weeks, maybe you should look them up and bet the rest on black. I would like to welcome David and MC to the NFT Stories podcast. Thank you so much for being here, guys. Thank you so
1: much.
0: Uh, Yeah, they are both from... Yeah, of course. They're both from Luckmon, uh, which is a fascinating take in the NFT space. So I got a chance to sit down for coffee with David. Uh, He got to explain to me a little bit about what they were doing. But in this episode, we're really talking about kind of the how casino games could be revolutionized by all of this crazy blockchain and NFT technology. Um, So I thought there'd be no better people to talk to than this. So to start, casinos have kind of always had that incentive program, right? You give them their card, they put it inside the little machine. you play Blackjack, they give you t-shirts, they give you rooms, they track it. So it kind of feels like the start of what M- nFT programs could be like. Is that kind of the inspiration for where you're you've launched into NFT gaming?
1: Yes, I know exactly because we' we're, we're trying to be a little of our counterculture to a lot of things that's happening in the industry. Uh, We're definitely trying to do something closer to what uh, traditional casino have done, where now loyalty program, utilities for NFT, like how does that correlate towards users and how do we like really present a premium uh, product as well as providing a leg room for someone to grow and really enjoy uh, casino products? Because as we've seen over the years for uh, the demographic has been shrinking. Uh, because our grandmas and our moms are kind of aging out and they can't really go to casino and that's but with the advent of mobile casino products out there it's just been so much easier for them to stay at home hang out with the kids hang out with the dogs play a few slots here and there like drops like i guess the whole entire pension in a few uh <laughs> in-app purchases you know but i think with the uh with the revolution of blockchain and uh, nft it's going to give opportunities for not only uh, moms and grandmas to continue enjoying the slot experience, but as well as bringing new generations coming in, where like it, we're really focusing on the entertainment value of the product on the lockman side, and it's very aligned towards what the casino and Vegas and Macau are doing, where they're becoming the entertainment central of the world, and it's not just about like volatile revenue generating, but providing that ecosystem for users to come in, have a great time, have a cocktail in a room on us.
0: I love it. And I have to admit, I've been guilty of playing the casino games a little too much on the phone. Because it's fun, right? You're waiting in line for the bank. You can pop open one of those, play a little bit, and jump out. I don't have to take a flight all the way to Vegas for it. It's just kind of right there. But you get the same kind of dopamine hits, endorphin rushes, whatever it is. So, But where does the NFTs come into it for the layman? Because a lot of people think of NFTs as like Bored Ape Yacht Club. And so are these kind of like batches? Are these the equivalent of the coins you get? Or what does that look like?
1: So... I like right now, there are um, a little bit of apples and oranges. I could talk about Bored Ape Club um, because Bored Ape Club is like an exclusive NFT club where they were like probably the, the second most popular one right after CryptoPunk and it has been just shooting out into the stratosphere because of like, how well known they are. Um, but they've added like utilities of like, oh, you have a chance of going on a yacht, and meeting like uh, George Clooney or whatever perks they want to like roll into that. And we've seen uh, inspiration and copycats like the current like i'm not i'm sure you are a big uh uh basketball fan like the Golden state warriors where steph curry had made that like the broke the record for the best or the most amount of three pointers and he has created an NFT collection based on that but with the utilities of perks of getting uh free stuff from him get uh, like some special events and sometimes like some of these could roll rolling like charity organizations on to bring awareness of it so there are so much utilities of how people are using their NFT and it's really up to them as a the creator and for audiences who are fans of the creator and order order their mission that why should we invest in these specific products or these NFT and how can we grow from that? I think that's like more of the nurturing side and that's how it goes into the spirit of like Web 3.0 when it's very decentralized and everyone profit from it and not just the big um, big companies.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought up the Steph Curry example because it does feel like early days of NFTs were, look it, it's a picture and you can buy it and it's on a blockchain it's novel, right? And then it kind of transitioned to this like, great, I can buy this thing. But then what does it do? Right. The Board Ape Yacht Club gets me into like the coolest party at NFT NYC and Drake's going to perform or I, I get staking rewards. So I'm actually making money by holding on to this thing. Do you see the uh, casino games? NFTs is kind of being the same where as you get rewarded, you're getting more and more utility. Oh, definitely. Just just like our ISP plans like, what are
1: your you with AT&T or like T-Mobile. Right. Sometimes you have a great plan, like, hey, give me like a hundred dollars for one line and you have like infinite data. Now, once you have that, your grandfather in and they can't really go back on that specific contract. Now, do you change that and go for it with another plan? So it really depends on like what NFT you sign up with and which one you're holding. Right. And right now it's becoming it's it's almost really interesting where some people are in it to collect the art aspect of it. They're in it to be the cool kid like, hey, I was in this first, but with more NFTs and with more projects coming up, they're adding all these perks to it. And some of these companies are allowing for you to separate whether you wanna keep the perks, but you can still sell the digital art on the blockchain. So it's, it's just a, a really, really fun time to be, <laughs> for someone to just collect these specific uh, rewards and for like, in in, in, in casino, definitely imagine like mgn they own several casinos and if they have the the mgn nfts it's so easy for them to turn on the knob like hey whoever got these i like, realized uh, the super premium nft you guys could get like say in our luxury penthouse suite for like two weeks every year and people like i'm in how much is it 200k easy Go. Yeah.
0: i love it yeah so i mean it, it kind of alludes to the fact that the way that kind of pricing and incentives will be formalized or organized is going to change through NFTs. Do you think that's going to change the way people think about casino games? Are people going to be like, well, now I'm not just optimizing for revenue, but I'm optimizing for also winning these NFTs. So it's almost like a dual incentive. Is that going to kind of change the mindset? Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question, but let's go take
1: uh, one big step backward and look at the bigger picture. Okay. okay. So when sure. we're at the at the uh, land casinos, when we hit that jackpot, I, everyone comes around and like, wow, this guy hit that uh, big grand jackpot, hundred thousand dollars, and just get that dopamine, not just from the machine, but the high from everyone. Now you translate that into into a digital space of what do people do when they win something big? You see, it goes viral online same thing with nft if you got the golden ticket for the willy wonka factory and the fact that you could post it on social media it just draws in so much eyeballs onto your product or your specific to nft your nft could only cost you ten thousand dollars but with the user's engagement of social media TikTok, tock it could go into hundreds to millions of dollars in value the fact that that nft is associated to that win towards that perk and that's why people are able to hit up like Eminem, Drake, and those guys, and pretty much get those guys to buy those NFT. It's not because like they they're really interested in it, because that itself brings press.
0: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, yeah. It's kind of feeds into the we talk about it in the social media world a lot. Is that a lot of the incentives of creation is fame, fortune, and fun. In the casino world, it's been a lot of f- fortune. Um, But the, and a lot of fun, but the fame part is very localized, right? Like I won and then the people at the casino can cheer, but like, and then you could tell the story to your friends, but it doesn't. So is this like a way to memorialize that moment and and amplify the moment through a digital asset? Oh, definitely.
1: Definitely. Because you're, you're associating yourself with that specific NFT, which is on the blockchain will exist until the end of the internet, right? Mm -hmm. No, like, yeah. like like everything on online, it never goes away, it's always there. And now with blockchain, if if you're doing if you're NFT and you yourself had gone this huge success, everyone will remember, wow, that was the first person who who works at a McDonald's as a Jenner. He pulled the biggest NFT from MGM. That is worth a hundred thousand at that point. Ten years later, it could work even more now.
0: Right, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so your company's approach to this market is it sounds like it's very rooted in the kind of the mobile gaming space. But with these additional incentives, is there also cash incentives, crypto incentives, or is it kind of based around the we are doing the mobile thing and then the NFT thing?
1: We are definitely not doing cash, per se, because like um, that's definitely like a big red flag. And that's not—that's what we... I
0: figured. It just... felt just... illegal. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right, But yeah. I think right now we are definitely focused on on the more of the reward side of, of users as well as providing them with a like unique collection of NFT. like think about like Pokemon cards or baseball cards back in the days when you're collecting NFTs, um, our ones would be like really highly premium with utilities within our ecosystem like hey, if you have these NFT, you have more bonuses, uh, like digital tokens or sneak peeks or even exclusive machines that you could play and grow your collection as these value. But as you grow this collection, like because they're a limited quantity and rarity, in time they, they could go up to value, and you could do whatever you want with it. But
0: for now, we're not. De-
1: we're de- they're ne- definitely not a one-to-one exchange for a dollar amount.
0: Right, right. So with success, I imagine in five years, people will continue playing, unlock the machines, continue growing, and then you're gonna have to keep finding more and more stuff to do with the whales, right? It's one of the hardest parts of mobile gaming, right, is if somebody's playing a mobile game for six years and they're the really sticky ones, you want to super serve those people. But it sounds like in this one, you're just going to have to keep getting the bigger and bigger incentives. So do you think about what happens if somebody's playing 10 hours a day, what's going to happen five years later?
1: Oh, definitely. Because like we know that sometimes when you're really interested in a sport, let's say you're like a super uh, fan in basketball, a lot of times, you also play fantasy football, like oh man, or fantasy drafting, where if I have these players on my team, this is what I would do. So it shouldn't stop us if we we're doing like digital land sale, and someone could like own one of our machine like for for their version of staking. <clears throat> so imagine they pay us like, hey, I want to like franchise out one of your machines. I run my own servers, and I'll get cut from it. So we could easily turn like those type of situations together.
0: That's cool. I mean, it sounds like a new way for people to use their celebrity. And in Web3, the way that celebrities defined has been strange, right? I try to explain to people that, you know, somebody who owns a Bored Ape might be more famous than Brad Pitt to a Web3 person. And you just have to accept that and understand that. So it sounds like this is also going to develop its own kind of ecosystem of fame in a way. You know, maybe outside people won't understand it, but on the inside, super premium, super, super cool oh that you hit on on a great topic where
1: if you ask kids nowadays below 18 20 years old who brad Pitt is and they're like i don't know some guy my my mom likes right right but like when you show a kid like oh my god y'all blue check mark they're like they think you're the big you're like the greatest invention since like um sliced bread
0: Right. Yeah, I mean I I am verified on Twitter, not to drop that, but I got verified through the executive track and I get random kids reaching out to me all the time saying, "Are you famous?" And I'm like, "No, I I build companies." But somehow I got the blue check mark. But yeah, it really is one of those things where like, and then of course the natural follow-up is, well, how'd you get it? Or can I buy your profile, right? Like the blue check mark is a signifier that they did something. In the same way that NFTs are kind of becoming a signifier that they're like smart, forward thinking, you rule the roost inside of this ecosystem. So it makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense.
1: Absolutely. I think the big thing is just trying like normalizing stuff where right now every blockchains, crypto, NFTs, it's becoming more and more mainstream, but how you get into it is still very esoteric to most populations out there, right? But when you standardize things, like you have a blue check mark on your Twitter account or your NFT, people validate that, like, okay, this is a legit product. So for us, if we have like VIP who collected like our entire collection for what, like season one, they're like, we give them like a gold badge. Like a people like, whoa, premium users right there, right? It's instantly give social credibility and how are we gonna communicate this new language towards our our audience as it grows this is very important for like for branding and for consistency
0: yeah I mean it sounds very in line with a lot of other gaming right I mean the people in fortnite they really value their levels they really value what their uh, what kind of outfits that they buy or skins. Um, I mean, it really started when PlayStation and Xbox started doing online communication of your trophies, right? And then people started using that as a symbol of what they do. So if should casino gaming be viewed through a traditional gaming lens, or do you think that it's kind of a completely different lens?
1: Um, casinos, so a lot of times we, we draw inspirations from uh, traditional land-based casinos, for what they're doing in Las Vegas and Macau, because they have millions of billions of dollars of doing tests. As well, we could see actual case studies of running tournaments so if a users have been playing with us and they've decided to join a, the vip tournament in order to join our vip tournament you have to have at least 10 of these collections and it says i got 10 i'm in how much is a pot 10k let's go That's right? cool. so so there are things that we could we, who could pull from both ends whether it's like that's the thing with the great thing about social casinos or like uh, creating digital casinos, right? We could pull from the land base as well as getting inspiration from uh, other game models out there.
0: I love it. And I know you're starting in slot machines, but I have to ask, are you going to move into my favorite Texas Hold'em or my second favorite Pi Gao? Are you going to use this as kind of a template to how you can spread out to other kind of casino games?
1: Definitely, we definitely want to be like the uh, the pioneer and the forerunner in the social casino or casino product uh, space. But we definitely want to target towards slots for because like that's the biggest audience, that's the easiest for most accessible for most users to come in because all you need to do come on in, hit hit spin to win and just see all the all the lights, all the flashes go right and just enjoy that moment. While when it comes to like I myself, I'm a card person, right? I love playing. Uh, Blackjack, I love Baccarat, all, all these card games, a bit of strategies, a little like psychology, uh, but those lean more towards PvP, like uh, playing against other players, right? Uh, Zenga's in the past has done a great job with Texan Cooldown, has been a fan favorite, like and now how can we like really capitalize on those success in those type of video game format and transform that into an NFT experience? Because you cannot just use that same model and just turn on the NFT switch doesn't work like that it's a, a brand new generation of players you have to educate them and who knows we might even reach out to uno and say hey your game's a lot more fun towards the audience that we've we've grown and we we, we we survey can we like partner with you guys on an NFT project that's not really a casino and that might even work out better than text and out right So the thing is that we there's not enough data or signals out there to whether or not something would fail or succeed. But the biggest thing is, like, understanding what is the highest chance of success is based on, like, how can you grow your audience? How you Like, as you build your products, you have to be dynamic and fluid to grow the model with them. And knowing, understanding, like, what they like, what they don't like in this specific product.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it seems like nobody can talk about NFTs without talking about the future of a metaverse. Uh, oftentimes in the metaverse people use corollaries to the real world right like well facebook is a town hall or sometimes it's considered a living room or you know uh decentral is a fully virtualized space but it's kind of like a theme park and people can build on it would you say that luckman is trying to be the las vegas is a hopefully a virtualized space within a dominant metaverse someday
1: oh boy that um i that would be so fantastic the fact
0: that
1: <laughs> I could put on my Oculus Rift, or my, I could jack into the Matrix, right? And just like enjoy mm-hmm. the, the space and the excitement that we we would love to envision and help create. Um, with it is very different. Whereas Vegas is definitely transforming more of an entertainment hub and just like focusing on casino, right? With just a surge of the number of hotels that's opening up and the things that you could do. Yes, like casino product is a way to draw audience in, but like how do you keep them there, right? Slot does a really good job because there's like so much entertainment value for you to do very little, mm-hmm. right? But like, how do you get users to stay on your platform more? Do you create like social features? Do you engage them in other ways with like services? Like, do you send them like a uh, DoorDash or Instagram Like, hey, uh, Luckman just sent you a free uh, club soda from Trader Joe, right? Like right. how do you engage your users? How do you keep them in your ecosystem is like the big question. There, there are just so much hurdles to go around. Like, I, I, have you ever tried using Oculus Rift uh, before?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was, a, I used to work at Facebook, so I uh, I think that it was a requirement to at least put it on once a week.
1: And how long do you have it on? What's the longest session?
0: 15 minutes, maybe. I get sick very easily. So my stomach turns, especially when things move too fast, my stomach turns.
1: Right, so I, I, I honestly think, in my humble opinion, it's just like VR, it's just so far in the future. I think it still has like 30 to 50 years because right now there, there are just a lot of barrier entries. One, the fact that it's not very comfortable wearing it, the sensation is not there, it's not worth it. Like your 2D screen is more than enough than having a fake three dimensional space. Unless someone really could, <laughs> invent like Neuralink that you could really jack you in, like the Matrix, then right. the it's a whole, whole new world. The other problem is Oculus server is very expensive, still marked as $300, $100 in order to buy that. And for in order for proper growth, you have to have that technology accessible to the broader generation of people, and when you look at TikToks and those apps that are growing and booming, it's, it's mostly the population that's feeding the grill are, are kids who have no money, but they have infinite amounts of times to grill your app in terms of popularity. So like, I don't really see having a very expensive device and how that's going to really feed into the metaverse unless it's like government subsidized or Facebook or Microsoft or whoever just give these things out for free like handy.
0: Right. And I always worry about uh, the spatial awareness problem. Like, will we ever be able to get out of, away from the point where I know I'm in a human body, but I can't see anything around me? And there might be somebody, there might be a murderer or a predator. Like, I do. I get paranoid inside of it. And I know I'm not alone. I'm like, I want to check my phone, right? Like, I just want to know what's going on. So, no, I think that's a very well, uh, well stated point. Well, if you guys... Uh, I know we've talked a lot about Luckmon, but if you guys want to tell uh, everybody where they can get more information on your awesome product, uh, you, you feel free to pitch now.
1: Well, of course. like So We currently we have our Twitter, our Facebook group, uh, as well as our website. Uh, they're fairly new. So don't focus too much on the graphic, but the spirit that's in the product currently. And we're working very hard on a lot of really exciting projects that we'll be sharing with the world very soon. Uh, that's much more just beyond casino product. We love casino product, but we also have some really exciting uh,
0: platform and some really innovative thing that will be shared coming soon. I love it. Make sure to check that out, everybody. David Asan and MC Tank, thank you so much for being here. Really excited about the future of NFTs and casino games. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. This episode of NFT Stories Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Phil Ranta. Theme music is by Mike Constantini, and we're made possible by our friends at We Are Verified. This episode has now officially been minted. See you at the next drop.